0: And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co host, Robert Skolansky. In this week, how about we buy a house? Uh no, I'm actually gonna buy a convertible from a convicted felon. Oh, you don't want a house? I like my house. Houses are fun. I mean, yeah. there's always issues with them. I mean, that dead guy I found in my uh, spare room when I bought it was—oh, wait, that was a mouse. Never mind, was not a dead guy? <laughs> oh still man, gross, don't, still don't, gross. Don't, but you know, don't get me started on uh, like. Don't get me wrong. I love owning my house, but man, I have I have I've, I've lived in my house now about four and a half years, and I've probably put a good. I don't know, fifty k into it. Yeah, that'd be good to resell. Now, was yes. your realtor like a Marge, a Lionel Hutz, or a Cookie Kwan? Um, neither. No. No. Well, I guess I guess my well, because my real your real, realtor your, is a good... your realtor was it like, hey, stay off the west side. No, my my realtor. Well, he's a good friend of mine, so. I guess you could say he was more like Marge because he was more honest and open. I did like the way how he like got me to buy a house because it's like you step into it. Like his little thing is step into a house rate it on a scale of one to five. If it's not a five, you're probably not going to want it. If it's a four, you know, or if it, yeah, if it's, if it's like a four or five, you'd probably be comfortable buying a, house, buying a house. There was definitely a couple of houses I really wanted. One was out of my price range and went really fast because, you know, the housing market right now is ridiculous everywhere. And yeah. the other house I really wanted, I was outbid. My current house, I, I love my house, don't get me wrong. There's definitely some things I wish the previous owner had done better because it was one single owner. Like, they built the house and lived it their entire life. So I'm the second owner of this house. Oh, okay. So I've had to do a lot of upgrades. Um, so, no, he's he's pretty good at what he does. Um, he's definitely not a Marge in the fact that he can't sell anything. Well, he's too nice. No, that's the thing. He can sell things. Yeah. No, no, my, I mean, I haven't dealt with... I've dealt with... Two realtors. One was for my original condo. He was kind of a dick. I didn't really like him. And then mom set me up with the daughter of one of her friends, I think it was, (laughs) from Temple that lived up here. And she's been absolutely fantastic. She's sold uh, all, all the two places I owned and then helped me buy this one. Although the one house that me and Shay looked at, I really wanted because it, it had a pool table. It was a gorgeous oh. house. Backyard you know, was funny. on a on a weird slope, and it was like, oh. eh. you know, it's funny that you mention that because the one house I really wanted because it was I didn't I didn't have to do much with the house. I think I would have repainted the basement maybe, and I needed to put up a fence because I I like my privacy. But that house also had a pool table. <laughs> And it, and, had, then, and it had a, a, a bar, like a nice bar area. Yeah. Well, the house I had had this room underneath the garage that was all concrete. And it was oh. obviously meant for, like, storage. But, yeah. dude, I could have turned that into, like, the sickest movie theater room in the Uh-oh. world if if we had it. But I mean, to be fa- you fair, your current house, I really love your current house. Oh, yeah. It's a great house fantastic house just uh, uh i honestly wish i had a house like yours just because you have a lot of room for your funko and other collectibles <laughs> yep the whole basement oh my god i have a room <laughs> yep all right so this week if you didn't notice we're going to be doing a lot of uh, re- uh realty talk um because this week we are talking season nine episode nine realty bites which is uh uh, uh, a loose, uh, allusion to the 1994 movie Reality Bites and uh, Gil Gunderson who is first introduced in this episode is based on Jack Lemmon's portrayal of Shelley Levine in the 1992 film Glengarry Glen Ross oh so okay. get a cool uh, tie-ins in this episode yeah. I aired December 7th 1997 so we're only one episode- episode away from uh cleaning out ninety seven Yep, we're almost one done more. I mean shit we've been going on uh four years of recording and six years of the simpsons eight years right right this is ninth this is the ninth season so nine years of the simpsons <laughs> so yeah it's uh we're trucking along here baby, yeah, almost uh one third of the way through yep. uh simpsons history. Uh, recap. Quarter? No, no, no. A quarter of the way. <laughs> yeah, quarter. I guess it'd be <laughs> quarter now. Yeah. Sorry, there's been a lot of episodes. Yeah. Um, a recap this week: Marge becomes a real estate agent, but is too honest, and Homer buys a convertible at an auction. There. That simple. Look at that. Yeah. was that yeah, probably it's the cleanest, simplest recap that Disney yeah. Plus has ever made. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Yep. Yeah chalkboard this week. There are no Roman god... Oh, wait, sorry. There was no Roman god named Spartacus. This is... Okay, before we continue on, i just like to point out, because I don't want to forget this throughout the episode, due to Phil Hartman's death, the recurring characters of Lionel Hutz and Troy McLure were retired. As right. such, this episode is the last speaking appearance of Lionel Hutz. Nah with all ol- with him only being featured as background character in some future episodes. Yeah. Well, they officially like retired the character out. He's not in any new episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we haven't gotten there yet, but Troy McClure's final appearance will be Bart the Mother. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, this is the last you'll be hearing from the attorney of Lionel Hutz in this episode. Yeah. So, it's sad. It's yeah. Sad. All right, Couch Gag, let's let's per- perk it up a little bit. Couch Gag, after the family rushes in and takes their place on the couch, a live-action hand reaches into the frame, spins the scene around and around. When it stops, the Simpsons have been altered into a spin art. I like it. Yeah. I like spin art. Spin art's fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, But isn't, it, isn't, it like, true, well, I guess there's that, but isn't some spin art where you actually put it on, like, a motor, and, like, you spin it, and then you put the paint on while it's spinning? Yes, there is also that. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yep. Okay. All right. So we start this episode off. Homer lying on the couch in his pajamas, <laughs> drinking some beer. And Must he goes, be a weekend, right? Yeah. He's he's lounging around, and Homer's like, ah, I love these lazy Saturdays. March pops her head in from the kitchen. She's like, it's Wednesday, Homer. And Homer jumps <laughs> up and puts on a tie <laughs> on his pajama top. He goes, ah. <laughs> oh my god. You know, I love like, because this is a meme, obviously. Yep. And it's just yep. like a very quotable scene. I just I didn't realize it was this episode. I didn't realize it was like the beginning of an episode. I could have sworn it was like in the middle of one. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it. Um, The only time this has really ever happened to me was uh, Elliot had hockey practice and I could have sworn it was like a 930 practice. I'm like, oh. you know what? I better look at my phone. And I look at my phone and a schedule. Oh my God, it's 830. (laughs) We had like rush to get out. But I've never, I never, I don't think I've ever missed a day for like work. I mean, I used to obviously work in retail where I didn't have weekends off and my, you know, you just have to remember your days of the week that you work. Yeah, we didn't have camera phones. We didn't have camera phones back then to take pictures of our schedule. Yeah. I don't know if it ever happened where I'm like, oh, I should be at work. So this is actually, this, this has actually happened to me once. So now granted I was working two jobs. So I was working early mornings and then I was working uh night side at target and uh, a roommate of mine, he also got a job at target working in the back for the holidays just to make some extra cash. And I didn't go to work that day because I was like, oh, I'm off. And I asked my my roommate to check the schedule to see what my next days were. And he freaking read the schedule wrong and told me I was supposed to work that day. I'm like, I was starting to freak out. And then he rechecked it and he texted me back like two minutes later. He's like, oh, no, no, I made a mistake. You weren't supposed to work. That-. I'm like, dude, don't do that to me. So, it's only happened once, but, like, I did five years of two jobs. I'm surprised I didn't miss a day at work where I didn't no-call-no-show. Yeah. Because that's that's brutal. Um, fortunately, my my other job, my schedule is pretty set, so, like, I knew, but Target was all over the place. Yep. Um. So, yeah, so Homer runs out the door. I love the fact that he didn't even change he just put a tie on his pajamas and out the door (laughs) well he was already late I mean yeah so now we cut back to Homer lying on the couch again and he's got a bowl of popcorn and Marge is sitting next to him reading a magazine and Homer's like I love these real lazy Saturdays they're so (laughs) relaxing he's like I like that fake Saturday that almost got me fired no that's your fault for not knowing the day of the week (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I will say there are many times, especially, like, if I've taken, like, a Monday off or a Friday off, or I work, like, a Saturday or a Sunday, where, like, it'll be, like, a Wednesday or a Thursday, and I'm like, today doesn't feel like a Wednesday or a Thursday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get those a lot where I'm like, God, it does not feel like this day of the week. Yeah, it's like, and I don't, like, I, I would love to talk to, like, a psychologist or a psychiatrist of why days actually feel like those days there's gotta be some like psychological thing behind it I'm assuming it's because like if you have a routine and you throw that routine off yeah I'm assuming that's what it has to do Uh, I do love I I used to do this a lot with popcorn I don't do it a lot anymore but Homer uses I I still do I think I got it from Homer uh, Homer uses his tongue to eat the popcorn which I used to do a lot as a kid and and as a young adult, I don't Dude, do, I it as much do it. I still do it. I still do it. I'm 40. I I do it I, like if I go to a movie and get a tub of popcorn, I'll do it at the movies, but I don't do it you know, at home. Yeah. Um. And large uh, size. She's like, is this what we're gonna do all day? Sit around, do nothing. I here's the thing. There's some days you just need that. Like uh, this past year. Because uh, I have a feeling this episode is going to come out either at the very end of this year or it's going to be the, in January. Uh, but the year of 2023, the summer, man, I felt like every weekend, I like between like June, July, and August, I felt like I was doing something every weekend where I just was not sitting, not relaxing, like visiting you, visiting our parents, visiting friends. And... There was a weekend where I had nothing planned. Like, I don't think we were recording. I don't think I was doing anything. And I was like, "This weekend, I am sitting on my ass and I'm watching TV and I am playing video games and that's all I'm going to do." <laughs> yeah, sometimes you need it. Yeah, but you know, it's the Simpsons, so they tend to be uh, a little bit lazier. And no, I uh, feel like I feel like with all of Homer's crazy schemes, actually relaxing might be good for him. Yeah, yeah. And Marge tells Homer, she's like, life is short. And Homer's like, it is? Dude, (laughs) you had a heart attack. You almost died from eating a puffer fish. I know. Like, he's He's almost died a lot. Yes. Uh, Marge is like, we have to make the most of our time that we have. And Homer's like, we do? Yes, Homer, you should. Uh, Well, he does. He definitely makes the most of his time with all of his crazy schemes. And Marge continues and said, we could wake up one day and realize we've wasted our whole lives. And Homer goes, oh, that, uh, (laughs) Uh, so Marge stares at Homer on screen. So she's on the screen. That's it. She's staring at Homer. Homer's next to her off screen. And all we hear is Homer choking and gagging on his popcorn. (laughs) I hate when that happens, you get like a kernel stuck. Ugh, sucks. Um, and Marge looks at a magazine It's uh, friends of the library um, holding a historic manuscript. So they're holding a historic manuscript viewing. Wouldn't they do a reading? Not a viewing? Uh, maybe. That sounds about right, yeah. And Homer goes, friends of the library. <laughs> uh, no one's so friends Mar- with the library. Yeah. Marge continues to read out of her magazine. She's like, oh. There's an Azalea festival on the public garden or at the public garden. Homer's like, I well yesterday and uh Marge makes a disappointed sound. She's like, Oh Homer's like, Lenny really wanted to go. She's like, I'm tired of being cooped up in this house all the time. Homer's like, open a window <laughs> But doesn't Marge go out and do like shopping and taking care like, you know, taking care of the kids and Yeah, but getting she's her a house houses? I mean she's a housewife though. She's Probably well, spends the majority of her time at home. Yeah, uh, and Marge, you know, groans at Homer, and Homer, Homer's like, I hear you, I hear you. Look, uh, change into something nice, because we're stepping out. Yep. Marge's like, all right, cool. I, I can go out. And Homer takes Marge to a uh, police seized property auction. <laughs> I almost want to go to one of those, just to... I know. ...see what I could buy, see what... I mean... This seems like a bunch of cool stuff. And even TV shows make it seem like police auctions. There are always a bunch of, like, gangster, like, yeah. drug dealer, like, a bunch of cool shit. But I bet you it's not, like, as no. glamorous as it's as yeah. it seems. And uh, Marge doesn't seem happy to be there. Like, ah, a police auction. Homer's like, yeah, can't you believe it's uh, uh, been a year already? <laughs> <laughs> so clearly Homer likes going every year. Yep. And Homer and Marge walk into the auction and uh tells Marge to look at all the seized booty. They can find a drug boat of their dreams. And it's like, I don't want a drug boat. Like and Homer says, I bet there's drug dresses, drug vacuum cleaners too. Well, yeah, I mean there's pro- they probably seize a lot of stuff from all the drug houses. Yeah. And uh, Chief Wiggum uh, stands at a podium gesturing to some metal gates with the name Johnny D inscribed on them. And uh, Chief Wiggum's like, These precious wrought iron security gates are bulletproof, bomb proof, and battering ram resistant. Now, and Principal Skidder's like, uh, Then what happened to Johnny Johnny D? He forgot to lock them. Now, what am I bid? <laughs> <laughs> That's how the police got in if the yeah. lock them. and uh a patron's like 1 kilo it goes like sold 1 kilo I... of what coke heroin i don't know <laughs> money <laughs> 1 kilo of money well i mean <laughs> you just i mean i don't know what the do- what denomination of bills but you can weigh a bunch of bills to equal a kilo i guess I mean, you could just put nothing but singles and weigh it out to a kilo. Sure, but clearly it was a drug dealer trying to yes. buy the Rod Iron Gates with drugs. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, that's great. And uh, Johnny D, you see Johnny D up in the in the prison, and I love how they do it in front of the prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, yeah they're not going to be pissed. Yeah. And uh, Johnny D is sad to see his gates sold. And, John, and we see Johnny D's prison number is 5-F-O-6, which is this episode's production number. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And Johnny, he's like, Johnny C gave uh, me those gates. And uh, Snake chills Johnny, Johnny D, tough break. Yeah. Yep. You lost your gates, man. Which, how did they get them off the... Why would they take those? Would that <laughs> those belong up. to the house? Yeah. Like, like, could you just... <laughs> Like what episode was that? Was that the um maybe it's that all singing all dancing episode that we're gonna do? But wasn't there an MC Hammer one where you're like or yeah, it's like Hammer Time and Homer like hammers out the thing to be Homer Time. Oh yeah, I don't think that's all singing all dancing. Oh, I I think it's definitely a future episode. Yes. But- why could they just do that with the gates? They could just take yeah. the name, name plate off. Don't they know. don't have to sell them. Yeah, could you imagine going to a police auction and they're selling gates? Like, like just well, the gates? What do you do it's, with that? I don't know. Uh, so, Wiggum announces the next item up for bid and pulls a sheet off a convertible owned by the one and only Snake Pliskin. No, just yeah. regular Snake. Just Snake. And we see uh, Snake's uh, prison number is 7F20. Which is the production code for season two's twentieth episode, the War of the Simpsons, which I believe is snake's first appearance, yeah, they really like they do really like uh putting <laughs> prison or, uh episode numbers on things, don't they? yes, yes, they do, like just not everything, yeah, it need a number, it's a, gonna be a production number, yeah, um, and uh. Snake now, uh, sorry. Snake says, "Oh no!" And Johnny, Johnny D look uh, says, "Look, they're selling your car." It's like, yeah, it's a nice car. Yeah, it's a very nice car. And Snake says, "I will totally kill the person who buys my car." And uh, we uh, cut down, and we see that the uh, convertible's name is Little Bandit. Yep. And uh, Wigum yells out, "Sold!" And uh, Homer says, "Woohoo!" and jumps in the snake's car and uh, pretends to drive it. That's, yeah. That was kind of like why you own the car Homer, you could you could drive it. Yeah, he just wants to pretend to drive it first before yeah. he actually takes it out on the road. And March is like, "You bought a car without consulting me?" whereas like, "I don't recall being consulted when you bought that hat." It's like, "I found this hat." <laughs> <laughs> See, we both got ours. Yeah. And uh so yeah, being in a being a collector, um, there are several times where I'll come home or there'll be packages on the porch and Shay's like, Really? Another one? <laughs> and then and then I do the same thing, like you bought another pair of shoes. Like, yeah she also buy makeup too? Well, that's that's for something else. Shoes, dresses, clothes. Yeah. Like I'm always like, Yeah, you have enough shoes. You need more shoes, and then of course, the next the next thing out of her mouth is, "Don't you have enough pops?" Yeah, I so, will say. I mean, I will say we kind we've kind of done this to each other because there was uh, the new Deadpool Funko Pops, and I was like, "Really, you need more Deadpool Pops?" <laughs> and then you're like, "Really, do you need Rick more Rick Pops?" I'm like, "Okay, that's fair." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, around my house, I I question like what Homer did to Marge, like questioning the purchases she makes. Yeah, I uh. Yeah, I basically got to shut up, because uh, yeah. mine's a nev- never-ending addiction, and uh, yeah. she wants to buy a pair of shoes. But that's, that's always the thing. I'm always like, what, you spent $100 on those shoes? She's like, yeah, but between those, like, five, ten pops, you spent $100. I'm like, yeah, but I only spent, like, $15 at a time. Also, she's going to wear those shoes more than you use the Funko Pops. Well, no, no, no. She'll be like, well, I actually use these. Your pops just sit on a shelf and collect dust. Which is she's, a fair, she's point. right? So, she's right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get, I get this interaction. It's uh, yeah. Uh, but Homer pats to the passenger seat to invite Marge into the car, so Marge gets in. I like. Where are the kids during all this? With Abe, I don't know. I don't know. Baby, yeah, Abe babysitting or something. <laughs> like, yeah, it is. I, I mean, I guess it was a you it's know a Homer. Yeah. Oh, maybe Bart and Lisa's at Janie's. Bart's at Millhouse's. Yeah. These guys are, uh, I can see that. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, Marge gets into the car. Homer drives off so fast that Marge hat comes off. <laughs> Bye, <Yeah>. hat. <laughs> Bye, hat. Bye, uh, hat. So Homer drives uh, dangerously through Springfield, and Marge tells him to be careful. Homer says, yeah, you got to be careful when you do a trick like this, and he rides up onto the curb, kind of popping the tires, and kind of jerks the wheel back to to get it up on, on two wheels. Yeah. And yeah, Homer's, Homer's nuts. And we yep. see while he's doing this, the car's license plate number is GR866. 68. eight. So I'm like, oh, sorry. Great 68. Yeah. So it must be a, like a 68 Corvette or Mustang. Yes. It must be a Mustang. Kind of look Mustangish. No, uh, I, I don't know what little van it is. Uh, so, Marge yells at Homer to stop and let her out. So, I feel like this car, whoever owns it, turns into a crazy person. So, I feel like at some yes. point Homer should commit a crime. Um,
1: Well, and technically so, he
0: does. I mean. Yeah. Yes, he does. Um, so, oh, um, the car that Homer buys at the police, police auction is a 68 Pontiac Firebird 400 convertible. Pontiac, man, I haven't heard of that name in years. And we, so we uh, we know Apu also owns a convertible. His is a 78 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am T-Top. Yep. Yeah. So. Which he, but which he has at a house. Yes. So we all know the Simpsons uh, follow uh, continuity <laughs> with Apu. Yes. <laughs> um, so Homer tells Marge, she's the boss, and he stops, and she gets out of the car, and she's like, I'm not getting back in this car. So you drive like a sane person. Yeah, I've actually. So the, uh, in college, uh, when I actually had a car to drive, uh, a friend of mine and I, we went to Shopco. It was my first time, you know, having the car at college. The first time really having another passenger in the car with me. So I was a little nervous. And I didn't drive great. Like, obviously, I didn't get an accident or anything, anything. She's like, I'm never driving with you again. I'm like, <laughs> I was nervous. <laughs> Why were you nervous? Just drive like you normally do. It was a new city and a new person in the car. I don't. I go to new cities all the time. I drive like I normally drive. Yeah, like a crazy person. Ah, at least I'm consistent. <laughs> um, and so Homer's like, okay, and then he just he just burns rubber and leaves Marge behind. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> meow. Um, and so Marge walks down the street and runs into Lionel Hutz, who is putting up a for sale sign at a house. And uh, Lionel Hutz asks Marge if she'd like to live in the house he's selling, and she's, at, or no, I'm sorry, she doesn't, he doesn't ask, he's like, oh, you could buy this house I'm selling, then you would be home by now. Well, it's like that sign, it's like, if you lived here, you'd be home already. Yeah. Um, and so Marge tells Lionel that she didn't know he sold real estate, and he's like, oh, really? Uh, maybe we should talk more often.
1: No, <laughs> well, they, they
0: are the Simpsons lawyer, so I mean. yeah. And so uh, Lionel Hutz hands Marge his realty business card. You'll go nuts for Lionel Hutz. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's classy. Yeah. I like it. Yeah.
1: Better than uh, a sponge
0: business card. Yes. Uh, so Lionel says the law business is a little slow, And most of his clients end up losing their houses, so it was a natural move for him. But he's never (laughs) lost a case for The Simpsons. Nope. That's where he makes the majority of his money, from The Simpsons, because he never loses. Yeah. Um, So uh, Marge questions uh, helping people find homes, and she's like, oh, it's got to be really rewarding. And Hutz is like, yes, the money is good, and the beauty of it is you get to stay in the house until it's sold. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how that works. Well, the majority, I mean, I don't know what the percentage is, but I have to feel like the majority of homes sold, the people are living in it until it's sold and they buy a new house. Well, because because most, most, I would say the majority of general America, unless you're in an apartment, unless you're in an apartment buying a home, but if you're going from home to home, typically most people can't afford two mortgages. Correct. So, so my my, my realtor, uh, him and his wife, they actually built a house, and so they sold their their first house, and they ended up moving in an apartment, and then and they lived houses. with yeah, between houses, and then also they lived between both of their parents as well during that time while the house was being built. Um, yeah, after no, the like, lease ran out. So yeah, I mean the only way I would do something like that is let's say let's say mom and dad like paid off our house. Yeah, and and I was like, oh, you know what? This house is paid off. I could sell it for X amount. Well, yeah. I want to build. Let's build a house now because I feel like I feel like if we ever had this house 100% paid off, the next house we bought or lived in would be a house we built on a lot
1: because that yeah. way I can
0: have it as as whatever I want. I don't have to look yeah. for a house. I can build it to look whatever I want and have the rooms I want, all that stuff. Yeah. I think that would be the next logical move. Yeah. No, that's I mean, I, I'm I'd be kind of curious to know how much actual land you can develop on is out there in the US right now. Well um, actually, well funny enough, so we were, when I was talking to my real estate agent, the cost to demolish a house doesn't matter yeah. if it's the a, a man doesn't matter if it's a mansion or if it's a dilapidated one bedroom house yeah. somewhere. It's ten thousand dollars to demolish a house. At least that oh, was wow. four four years ago to demolish okay. a house and have it cleaned up ten grand woo now now you still have to well that that pays for the the bulldozers mm-hmm. the, whatever it is to clean up yeah. all that fun stuff it's ten grand and knock down a house then then it's buying the land whatever the land costs you know and then it's building your next house on top of it so it, when you say I wonder how much you know, land is available there, at least in my neighborhood and like the city of Minneapolis, like the core, like city of Minneapolis, there's not a lot of land available. People are literally knocking down shitty houses or tiny houses uh, and putting nice houses on top of it. Yeah. I mean, now, my, I, I have another friend who he lives in Superior and he bought a plot of land. It's right on, is it right on the lake or one of the rivers? Um, I mean, he works like he gets paid a lot of money, but he doesn't get a lot of time off. Um, and I think he spent a hundred thousand dollars on the land. Sure. Yeah. I mean hundred that's not bad, and then maybe you put a three hundred and fifty maybe four hundred thousand dollar house on top of the land, oh yeah, that's a I mean that's a decent house so and and fortunately for him, and honestly, I'll probably do it too, so his brother is uh he does architectural design, oh, so cool. his uh brother design like helped helped him design the house for what he wanted, like you know my friend gave his brother you know what he wanted and then his brother designed the house and so and then his brother's taking care of, like, hiring contractors and doing all that. Yep. Um, so, like, again, like, as you said, like, if I got my house paid off and I had, you know, and I could, like, purchase land, I could go to him. We could design my house yep. and then build oh, a yeah. house. Absolutely. So, no, no, no. I would love to. I would love to do that because, I mean, there's a lot of the cookie cutter houses that they oh, do. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, those. I've been in so many of those. I'm like, eh, I'd rather yeah. design my own. Yeah, so, uh, so, uh, so, um, Lionel walks into the house and with some dogs, he's like, hey, fellas, it's time for a swim. Yeah. <laughs> Joke. Uh, so now we're at Moe's and Moe's, Moe is looking at Homer's new car and he goes, gee, this hot rod is souped up six ways from Sunday. Never had you figured for a gearhead, Homer. Homer's like, oh yeah, I'm a real expert. So Mo opens up the hood and looks under it. And he goes, what is that? A uh, six-barrel holly carb? You betcha. Edelbrock intakes? Nothing but. Uh, Mayahoff lifters? Homer's like, oh, yeah. Mo's like, I made that last one up. I see. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. I'm definitely not a gearhead. And oh, I, would God, no. pull, I would probably pull a Homer on that one. Like, if I bought oh, a like, God, really no. nice car, and someone yeah. was like, I'd definitely be the Homer in that. oh yeah me too i i have a few friends who really love cars i mean one of my friends is a mechanic um and whenever like whenever they start talking about cars i zone out because i'm like i I don't know what the (laughs) hell you're talking about Uh, i know what a gear shaft is you know what a butt four is you're funny (laughs) you're hilarious (laughs) yeah it's funny because uh uh, these friends, we, we went yeah. to California and we went to uh, Nashville and Louisville and we went to the Corvette Museum in Louisville, the one that had the sinkhole. We actually yeah. got to walk around where the sinkhole was because they filled it in. And like while it was cool to see the cars, I was like I don't know anything about these. Yeah. Like, you know like so many people like, oh if my dream car is this and my dream car is that you know what my dream car is? The one that gets me from point A to point B and can last 200,000 miles. Sure. that That's my dream car. I don't, I don't care. It could look like the Homer. If the Homer got 200,000 miles and didn't need that many fixes, I would drive the damn thing. Yeah. Well, has a lot of cup holders. Yeah. Well, you need them when you have ramen and a shake and soda and water. Exactly. So, so yeah. I, I, yeah. Um and so now we cut to March reading a book about real estate law at the dining room table while they're eating and says selling real estate might be just what she's looking for. That's good. Um, yeah, you do need to take a test to get your real estate license. Um, I'm assuming you have to know the real, like the laws of like zoning and oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, All that. And so, uh, March says she really wants to give it a try and True to Homer fashion, he goes, I don't know, Marge. Trying is the first step towards failure. Now isn't this like the third time he's yes. said something along this line? Like Bar- he says it to Bart's like, like, doesn't he say that he almost the exact same thing? Yes. Like Yeah. Yeah. He says this I, a lot. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah. Marge is like or Homer Homer's like, well, you tried and you failed. The lesson here is never don't try. try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, So uh, Marge is like, Oh, I have to learn a lot before taking my license test. And Lisa tells Marge not to worry because they will help her study. And and Bart's like, But that means we'll have to cut back on our own homework.
1: (laughs) Oh, Bart Uh, just wants to get
0: out of doing homework. Correct. Correct. Uh, And so uh, Marge continues reading out of her book. And she's like, what what in the heck is a dwelling? (laughs) Uh, So now we cut to Bart and Lisa helping Marge study for her real estate law test. And Marge goes, so you're you're married and you're looking for your first house, Mr. and Mrs. Bart's like, Superman. So what is this, like ad lib theater? Come on. (laughs) Yes, it is. And Lisa goes, oh, don't listen to my husband. He's just an idiot. Now I'm a veterinarian, and I need to keep lots of sick animals in my house. Is that permitted? It's like not my damn house. <laughs> uh, they really, they're crazy. really getting into character. I know that's so great. Um, and so uh, you know, Marge using your book says uh, the pretend uh, neighborhood is zoned R three, which allows dogs, cats, phone answering monkeys, <laughs> and something else i can't remember and mark sits down and you know, all dejected and she says i'll never be able to memorize everything which i mean god i can't understand like real estate agents lawyers doctors oh like, yeah like the amount of memorization you have to go through to, oh, yeah i mean well the funny I, I the funny thing too is especially when it comes, like for like lawyers and doctors and like you know what do you like for things you need like extra years for schooling just to like test take. But like after you get out of it, like obviously like lawyers and and medicine, you go into specialties. Like you don't don't need to know the full range of law. You don't need to know the full range of medicine. Like if you go into, if you go into divorce law, you just need to know the divorce, you know, divorce law stuff. And I'm sure there's, a lot of information there, but like you don't need to know all of it. And plus like, like, okay. If you're in criminal law, you do it by like a a case by case basis where you're looking up different laws. Like you don't need to know everything. And usually you work in teams. So like everybody has like their own set of knowledge. So, I mean, even in real estate, you work with other, like if, even if you own your own real estate company, you have other people within that company that have knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. So. And and, uh, yeah, and Lisa tells, Lisa tells Marge that when she had to learn about the Magna Carta, I just made up a song. And Lisa's song was made up into the tune of Camp Town Races. Because. Um, why was she learning about the Magna Carta in second grade? I don't know. Maybe she was just. That's a middle school thing. Doesn't seem like Miss Hoover would want to teach that anyway. Yeah. And so Bart says they should have lived together first because <laughs> yeah, he's still pretending to be married to Lisa. Oh, he's, just, he, he's just gotten into character, man. Yeah. He's in character. And Bart, uh, Lisa, and Marge sing along to Homer uh, to the like, tune of Camptown Races, but this time for Marge's real estate test. And after they finish, Homer's like, you're all nuts. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like, okay. I'm out. Yeah. You guys are an idiot. You guys are just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, but I will say, um, learning a song or um, what is it? Uh, I forget what the what the word is. Like where you associate like words with different words. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, for like tests and stuff, those are really good. Um, studying techniques. Yep. Oh yeah. They are. Yep. And so now we cut to Springfield Town Hall, uh, where the test is being taken, and uh, the sign on the test room says "Real Estate Test, seventy five dollars or best offer." So I'll I'll give you fifty dollars so I can take this test. <laughs> yeah. And so March <laughs> takes uh, her test and finishes the test, and we notice I I I can't I mean the look of them I kind of paused it and went into the book to find a picture of them. The Proctor guy looks like the exact same guy, the drawing and everything the, from the uh, Springfield Historical Society from Lisa the Iconoclast. But oh. the voice, I don't think was the same because it was Don- Donald Sutherland did the voice for oh. for that guy. And clearly I, I missed he, that. Didn't, he didn't come. But the Proctor literally looked like head to toe because I went back and looked at the picture of him. Head to toe oh. looked like the Springfield Historical Society guy. Oh, OK. So like it was, for it. it was kind of funny. Um, so March, we see March pass the test. Uh, Marge is like, uh, uh, the proctor's like, time's up. You may now undermine each other's confidence. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we see Captain McAllister, uh, wants to be a real estate agent. Apparently and he yeah. turns to Marge. He's like, yarr. I nailed that one about houseboats. Did you <laughs> <laughs> probably the only question he got right on the entire test. Probably. Um so we see Marge pass the real estate test, and both Lisa and Bart tell Marge, Way to go. And Bart holds up a cardboard sign that says, Better luck next time. <laughs> Cause he didn't think apparently he didn't think she could do it. And he flips yeah. it around and says, Congratulations on the other side. Yeah. You know, and Marge thanks Bart and Lisa for their help. And Homer's like, Well, what about me? You didn't thank me. And Bart reminds Homer you didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but I like being thanked. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, uh, So we see that Marge goes to work at Red Blazer Realty. That's a pretty good name for a company. I like it. Yep. Where the sign-off front says 6% commission people. <laughs> yeah. So I believe uh, average commission is like 6%. And actually, recently, there's been talks about like, that's like people are like, oh, that's way too high for commission. Um, yeah. There's, there's been a lot of talk around commission for realtors well there's I mean this it's funny like like our my business home theater our guys are still commission yeah Uh, but like when I heard like the car industry is was like completely going away from commissions like they get bonuses for cars sold they don't get commission anymore like our Ford dealership Mazda like I'm guessing like the high-end stuff like Lamborghini and Ferrari and Maserati and Bentley. I bet those are all still commission based sales, yeah. but your normal like Ford, Mazda, Kia, Toyota, all, at least a lot of the dealerships around Minnesota that I've been to, none of them are commission anymore. Interesting. So I don't know if like obviously I feel like real estate's never going to change, but no, I, I feel like some industries have just gotten out of commission because they're like because they'd rather say okay, here's your salary yeah in, and then you're 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 more likely not to quit and then they won't have to rehire someone if you're making a salary and actually attempting to do your job where you're not feeling pressured to sell yeah i mean i i understand why they do it for for houses because like if you take on a client it can take upwards i mean right now it probably doesn't take that long to sell a house <laughs> but yeah. like But I would say, I don't know what the average is, but let's say the average is two to three months. So, like, let's say you, you're like, okay, I'm going to buy a house. And then you pay a realtor to represent you, to help you buy a house, and it takes three months. You know, how much are they charging you per month? Plus, the realtor could be, like, dragging his toes. Yeah. So it makes more I would say it makes more sense in the housing market for a realtor to work on commission, but obviously there are cons to that where they might push you try to push you into a house you don't want to buy, yeah. or they might do shoddy work when it comes to like looking at a house and be like like there might be like a crack in the foundation, You're like, oh, that's nothing to worry about. And then an inspector comes like, oh no, you should worry about that crack. Like, as you said, your first your first real estate agent was kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. So, I, you know. Yep. So, uh, so Hutz welcomes March to the big leagues, apparently uh, <laughs> the Springfield uh, real estate agents, to the big leagues. and says there's over 50 years of real estate experience right in the room. And 42, two of those years are gills. Yeah. <laughs> So did Gil start this uh, practice or something? He must have. Um, So as Steve mentioned, this is the first appearance of Gil. Um, Ironically, he would take over Hutz's role of defending the Simpsons in court in subsequent episodes. Um, And the one that's mentioned here, The Frying Game. So I don't know if, like, when they introduced Gil, obviously they didn't know... Phil Hartman was going to get shot in 98. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of wonder if they introduced Gil as kind of the Lionel Hutz character, because may- maybe they thought Phil Hartman wasn't going to do, I mean, they probably knew Phil Hartman wasn't going to do this forever, but maybe they thought, oh, like in a year or two, he might not want a voice act. So we kind of need somebody else to take over this role. And that's why they did Gil. Yeah, well... I mean, so what I found out, so excuses were actually made by the writers to bring back Gil in future episodes based on Castellaneta's performance at the table read. Oh, so, gotcha. So his table read was so good for the Gil character that they're like, well, let's come up with, like, excuses to put yeah. Gil back into the show. So, like, I don't know if, like, but Gil, the the excuses, obviously, it will get to, but he has just numerous numbers of jobs. Yes and that's kind of how they're like, Oh, Gil could be here as a you know, side character doing this job now, yeah. So, I mean, he's a good character, so yeah, down in the luck, Gil. Yeah. And so Gil introduces himself to March, and Gil leans in and asks March if she had any leads because I need leads, help me, <laughs> help me get some leads. Uh, no, I'm a new real estate agent, and I yeah, need right. leads, yeah. Are you nuts? And Hutz tells Gil, that's enough. And not to drag Marge down with him. (laughs) Uh, And then Hutz introduces Marge to Cookie Kwan. And this is the first appearance for Cookie. Although, I think we mentioned in the past that there was another character with Cookie's voice. Yes. So, uh, we actually get a a correct Cookie in this episode. She was in the the brothel episode. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. And... uh, and Cookie is number one on the west side. And so Cookie says hi to Marge, like, stay off the west side. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess you can have, uh, well, I don't think real estate agents these days just have territories. It's just oh, wherever, God, no. wherever they can sell a house, they'll sell a fucking house. Like, I, in my neighborhood, besides my house, I think there's like three or four other houses that have sold. And I've seen like four different <laughs> Companies sell houses just in my neighborhood. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, so that hut points out uh, Nick Callahan. Um, never seen this character before. He's, that's his first appearance too, and his last. And his last. <laughs> and uh, Marge is impressed because he has a headset telephone. Yeah, I those, had, one, I had one of those not, at a job. This is ninety-seven. I don't think anybody had these in ninety-seven. I don't know, I feel like they're for like call centers and stuff they had those, but this but this was like a wireless one, yeah, I think those existed in ninety seven huh, I don't know, feel like they did, yeah, I mean, they got to. first wire- okay, nineteen sixties well, that's headphones, not headset, yeah, but even but okay, headphones, you can make a headset wireless. Well like it's gonna have point. a microphone into it though. That's the point. Sending a sending a signal out. Not in. It. Oh, that's fair. Sending a signal out. I don't know. I feel like it was invented back then. Alright, we're possible. off that train. Okay. Yep. And so Nick rings a bell and asks everyone, Guess you just sold the women place And everyone claps for Nick. Like, Yay, good job. I don't know who yep. women is, but congratulations. Yep. And Gil says, I've been working on the Whitman place for 21 years. So half the time he's been there. <laughs> so who's, I mean. Okay, <laughs> so apparently uh, in that real estate uh, company, you're allowed to steal other people's clients. I mean, look, if you can't sell a house for 21 years. <laughs> you think the Whitmans were like, you know what? We want a different uh, realtor. Yep. Uh, so Hutz officially welcomes March to the family with her very own red blazer. And so, like, she, like, puts it on, spins around, and, like, things, like, shine off as they're, like, shown. It's kind of weird. Um, it kind of- was this, like, based off, like, the sound of music? Um, not that I found. Okay. Um, and so March tells, uh... The group that she's gonna do her darndest to uphold the principles and ideals the jacket represents. <laughs> and everyone claps and Nick tells Gil that he gives Marge a week. Yeah. Which I mean, come on. And so then Cookie cu- uh cuts in and they're like and she's like, You guys better not be talking about the West Side. Gil's like, no no, oh we are, I swear, I'm scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cookie is a little scary. Yep. Uh, so now we see uh, Bart and Lisa in the back of Homer's uh, car sliding around because they're not wearing seatbelts. That's because there aren't any seatbelts. Yeah, Lisa's like, whoa, dad, doesn't this car have seatbelts? Homer's like, seatbelts. They kill more people than they save. And Lisa's like, that's not true. You're thinking of airbags. I don't think that's true either. No, I think airbags is is uh, more dangerous than... Oh, seatbelts. Seat belts. I I do okay. So I will say I do know of one person who was in a car accident who actually survived. Well, this is according to them. Um, they survived because they weren't wearing a seatbelt. Okay, here we go. Seatbelts alone reduce the risk of a fatal injury to front seat passenger car occupants by forty five percent. Okay, fatality reducing efficiency uh, effectiveness for frontal airbags is fourteen percent when oh, no seatbelt is used, and 11% when seatbelt is used in conjunction with the airbags. Oh. So seatbelt kids? Yes. Uh, uh, and so they stop in front of Marge's new real estate billboard, right above Heinrich's monocle shop. Who the hell yeah. is Heinrich? <laughs> Got some weird names in this episode. Uh, Bart and Lisa like the billboard, and Homer's like, yeah, but it makes your butt look big, and or <laughs> just like yeah, I know. Uh, I was told that it sells. Yep. Yeah, sex sells. Sex sells. Uh, but it's like yeah, works for the Lumber King, and points <laughs> out the Lumber King's billboard, which is right next to Marge's. And I love the fact that his butt moves back and forth. It's mechanical. Yeah, it's one. a motorized butt. Yep. Yeah, and Homer's like looks, and he gets like hypnotized. We need lumber. Oh, <laughs> uh, That's great. So Marge goes to Mo's house and knocks and She's like, hey, have you ever considered selling your home? And Mo's like, why? What have you heard? You think I'm in some sort of financial trouble? And Marge's like, no. Mo's like, well, I am in financial trouble. Give me your card. Take yes, Marge's see, card. See, that's not how real estate works. You don't go door to door asking if people want, if you want to sell your home. Uh, I think some <laughs> realtors do that. No, okay, yes and no. I get. Sh- I've only gotten a couple phone calls, but like, I feel like once a- once or twice a week, I will get a flyer in my mailbox or like an like a a letter sent to me. Oh, we'd like to buy your home. Really? Or like, yeah. Or are you selling your dude? I don't. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not in Minnesota yet. But like, because a lot of investors are buying up home property because they're assholes. Oh. Yeah, it's like investors trying to buy a property, and it's like, leave me the fuck alone. I'm not selling my damn house to you. I actually know somebody who sold their house to a, a couple. There was three offers. Two of them were investors, and the third was like an actual couple. And they sold the house to the couple because they're like, I'm not selling to investors. Yeah, but so like, I mean, if I'm not looking to move, why would I mean? I don't know. That seems so weird that people would be like, Oh, can I buy your house? Like, no, You can't yeah. buy my house. No, we actually, we I don't know how often we run the commercial, but like at my news station, we have a commercial where it's like, Oh, we'll buy your house. You know, oh, as well, is. The, well, there's the we buy ugly houses or the. The uh, what's is nuts with the big long arms on our billboards out here. I mean, that's that yeah. uh, selling real, like selling a real estate company. But that's more for people to call them. No one's ringing your doorbell. Say, oh, do you want to buy sell your house? I, mean, convert- I, I bet. You, I bet you that used to be a thing in the nineties. Maybe not where we lived, but I'm sure it was something. Maybe that's because that I mean weird. there were like here's the thing. There used to be door to door salesmen. Well. Yes. That's what that's it is. Selling, that's... that's selling a product. You're asking someone if they want to sell their home. You're not walking up, hey, do you want to buy this home that I got in my uh, duffel bag? <laughs> no. Marge <you're... Lawrence laughs> was asking Mo if he wants to sell. And and he does. Not to buy. Fi- not to buy. To sell. <laughs> yeah, but he's in financial trouble, so he will sell. But he also <laughs> lives in like a rickety shack. I I know. I thought he lived in an apartment. Maybe Marge actually sells his property and that's when he moves into an apartment. I'm not sure. Maybe. Uh, and then, now we see uh, Marge showing the Hibberts a house and she's like, oh, it's got a gourmet kitchen with a gas range, central can opener, central can, <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the can opener's central in the kitchen. And uh, foam underflooring for enhanced stability. I don't think that's what a foam underflooring is for. I think foam underflooring is more for sound. Oh, or maybe to keep heat in so your floor's not cold when you walk on it? No, 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 because, like, I, like, because I've done flooring in my house, and you can buy, like, it's more for, like, basement areas, but you can buy foam underflooring. It's, uh, especially for basements, it's, like, to keep moisture out, and, uh, and for, like, like, sound. Oh, sure. Not, not, not for stability. (laughs) Um, and so Doctor Hibbert asks if the kitchen is horribly cramped because, like, like you could tell it's really small, and he tries to open up the dishwasher, <laughs> and the door only like opens up halfway. Whoever designed and, that kitchen's dumb. Yeah, and Marge is like, yeah, the kitchen is cramped, and Doctor Hibbert's like, I think we can get used to this. Marge's like, well, why should you have to settle? And she is like, I've always loved your house that you're in now. And Doctor Hibbert's like, yeah, maybe, we sh- maybe we should stay put. And uh, he's like, thanks for your honesty, Marge. Well, yeah, I mean, like, why is Doctor Hibbert even trying to buy a new house? Well, maybe they want a bigger house, but they went they to have a smaller a pretty house. Nice house. We've seen their yeah. house. Yeah. Um. And, well, you know, sometimes people just look. Um. And Hibbert tells Marge if she ever needs a prescription, no <laughs> questions asked. And then he winks <laughs> at her. Um. Yeah, I feel like that's a Dr. Nick thing to do, not a Dr. Hibbert thing to yeah, do. Yeah, but lately, I've se- we've seen Dr. Hibbert kind of lean more towards the Hibbert practice. You mean the Nick practice? Or the Nick practice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now we see uh, Marge showing Cecho Mel and his girlfriend, Barbara, a house with a bowling alley in it. See, that'd be kind of cool, but then well, the electricity i that cost- house. But the electricity cost would be through the roof. Yeah, probably. And uh, Mel is impressed with the bowling alley, and Marge is like, oh, do you guys bowl often? Mel's like, I must confess, this is our first time, and I don't care for it. <laughs> Why are you looking <laughs> at a house if you don't care for bowling? Well, the house with the bowling alley. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, maybe you wanted to try it out. You never bowled before. That's fair. Well, it's funny, too, because when you see him bowl, he has a bowling glove. Yeah. <laughs> well, they probably had one on site to test the bowling alley. Maybe. Uh, so Marge tells Mel that he has to ask himself, is this the right house for you? It's true. Yeah. Marge is a decent real estate agent. Yeah. And Mel says, no. We are just captivated by the plaque that says, bless this mess. <laughs> Did Ned Flanders lend that uh, sign to him yeah. or something? I will say, uh, this went viral a few months ago where somebody took pictures. It was here in Wisconsin of a house and there was a sign above... The the bed, uh, and it was like a provoc It was a provocative sign, and like I was like, why wouldn't you take that off? Okay. Um. So Homer uh, pulls up to a stoplight and sees uh, Skinner and asks him, "Hey, you want a drag race?" And Skinner says, uh, "My high school sweetheart was killed in a drag race." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty dark. And was like, and Homer tells Skinner, come on, it'll be fun. Skinner's like, that's what Debbie Sue said. (laughs) (laughs) So was she the one driving, or was she just in the car with Skinner at the time, or? I feel like she was doing it. Doing it? Okay. I was kind of wondering, like, how did she die? Yeah. And uh, the light turns green, and Homer tries to drive off but stalls out his car. <laughs> so is it a stick shift? Is it not a stick shift? I'm not quite sure. Like it would have to be a stick shift if it's a '68. Correct. Act. Correct. So, but Homer has been driving this car this whole time, knowing how to drive a stick shift and all yeah. of a sudden he forgets. Yeah. I, I don't know. Homer, you're a weirdo. Uh, So snake hears the car and knows the sound of his own car. And he probably been working on it. He knows, yeah. he knows the sound of his engine. And he's like, the, "My car is in pain, <laughs> the crankshaft." So, I think he says something about a crankshaft. Yeah, and uh, Snake walks out of the prison with a sign on it that says, "No escaping, please." He's like, "Screw the honor system. My car needs me." <laughs> <laughs> and then Curdy is working out at the jail as well. He's like, "Hey, stop rooting for the rest of us." <laughs> Uh, that's where a is this? Relaxed. Where is this? Like, it's clearly the workout prison, but like, I thought the prison was on a hill. I don't know. I feel like every once in a while we see the the jail like in the heart of like downtown Springfield, but like we've also seen it not in the downtown area. It's a magic jail. It moves around <laughs> to wherever we need it to be. It's like the courthouse, exactly. Although that that map that we saw puts the courthouse in the town square area. So maybe it stays there. We'll see. Not according not according to Lisa the Skeptic. Yeah. Um and so uh Homer drives past Snake and Snake yells at him to stop because hey it's my car. Yep. And then Snake you know smells the gas vapors and uh is like that's that's regular. She needs premium dude premium <laughs> <laughs> Boy Homer is beating the shit out of Snake's car. Yeah. Grind, grinding grinding the, the shifter, putting the wrong gas in it, doing side a wheelies, I guess. I mean, man, I'd be I'd be upset. Yeah. Even if I didn't own the car anymore, I'd be upset. Well, I guess it was taken from Snake, not you know, he yeah. didn't sell it. So So then we uh cut back to uh uh, the Realty Company and Hutz talks to Marge about the volume of calls he's been getting about her. It'd be good. It's like the customers love your no pressure approach. <laughs> I mean, that's I mean yeah. in sales, that's this day that's kind of almost what we're taught this day and age. Like, oh, yeah, don't pressure the the person. Let them in. that's kind of what we've done in the home theater. Don't yes. pressure them into buying anything. Say, hey. This is the experience we can give you. Do you like it? Do you not like it? That sort of thing. And, uh, you know, Marge says, well, like we say, the right house for the right person. And Lionel is like, listen, it's time to let you in on a little secret, Marge. The right house is the house that's for sale. And the right person is anyone. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's so great. I like it. And Marge says, uh, all I did was tell the truth, and I says, "Of course." But there's the truth, and he's like smiling and like, "Oh no, that's the one where he's doing like the frown, the the yeah, the the gur face, yeah, right." It's like there's and he the shakes tr- his head no, yeah. There's the truth, and he shakes his head no, and then there's the truth. <laughs> he's all happy and yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny. So yesterday at work, like the Simpsons shows up in our daily lives all the time, as we know. Yes. But yesterday at work, Mike was talking about how he's so nice and he tells people, you know, like, he, he wants to do the right thing by the customer. And I had just watched this episode and I was yeah. like, oh my God, Mike is being a total marge. And so I tell I tell Mike about the whole truth thing. He's like, what are you talking about? And, and uh, Ryan, who's like big into Simpsons, he's like, oh yeah. And so yeah. I show Mike the clip. In this clip, he's like, he's laughing his ass off, and then I, I show him like the next scene with the houses, like going through the book, and he's like, okay, that's pretty funny. I'm like Mike, you're a total Marge. You're way too nice. You got, you got to just, gotta hit it hard. You got to sell him on it. So, yeah. um, so Huts opens up a listing book and uh, showing Marge a picture of a small house, and Marge's like, that's awfully small. I said, like, I'd say it's awfully cozy. And he shows her a beat up shack. He's like, that's dilapidated. Rustic. And then he shows her a house that uh, we can't see. He's like, that house is on fire. motivated seller. Sell (laughs) Sell it (laughs) before it's burned to the ground. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's great. And so Hutch shows Marge one last house. And Marge says, oh, that's beautiful. It's like, and then quickly closes the book. Like, forget about that house. That's the murder house. Yeah, and as we know, like most houses would disclose that sort of information. I, I don't, would you buy a murder house if it was a gorgeous house? Like I wouldn't care. Someone died in it. Oh yeah, if it was, if it was a gorgeous. Well, here's the thing. If it was a brutal murder, and like, but if it was in like a good neighborhood, I'd buy that yeah. house. You know how cheap that house would be. Well, exactly. Like <laughs> I, I mean, I'm cool with it. Like I, I'm actually I don't care. I, so I I read a lot of Reddit stories and there is actually a Reddit story where this dude bought a murder house and started dating a woman who had a daughter and they moved in and then he and then the daughter found out that they were living in a murder house through a neighbor and the neighbor apparently like described in detail of what the murder was in that house and the daughter was like I don't want to live in this house anymore cuz she was like 16 I get it. He probably should have said, "Oh yeah, by the way, a murder took place." But well, I obviously, feel like that has gonna... to be disclosed, though. Kind of like how this episode talks about it. No, no, like, it. no, no, like the dude bought the house knowing it was a murder house. Oh, he didn't tell okay. he didn't tell his significant other oh. and his stepdaughter that it was a murder <laughs> house. So, like, yeah, if I bought a murder house knowing it was a murder house, and I started to date somebody who had a kid, yeah, I'd probably like, oh yeah, by the way, I bought a house. There was a murder here. We probably don't need to go into the details. Just know I've. I fixed up this house. Like, we don't need to worry about that. I would feel comfortable living in a murder house as long as it was in a good neighborhood and they did a good job of, like, cleaning up. Like, if I, if I found blood somewhere, like, on inspection, I'd probably be like, these guys didn't clean well enough. Well no, they hire like those crime scene, like oh, yeah. cleanup crews to do shit like that. So it's Oh, usually... but I I would definitely buy one because it's usually like I don't know what the percentage off of a house is, but like it's cheap. Er. Oh yeah. I mean most people would be like, I don't know, the ghosts live there. I don't wanna I don't wanna fuck with no ghosts. But yeah. uh but those are those are those crazy people who think ghosts are real. Yeah. Um so Hut's hands margin newspaper clipping, gruesome murder at socialized house. Miss Astor's safe. Now, this newspaper front page reporting, uh, reporting the jealous jockey murders carries the statement, Miss Astor safe, beneath the headline. This, yeah. is, this reference to the front page of the New York Times on April 15th, 1912, reporting the sinking of the RMS Titanic three days earlier, uh... whilst assuring that Ismay safe, Miss Astor maybe. Literally uh... on the headline. Also, also, the murder house, as we will see, is modeled after the Bates home in the movie Psycho. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of pretty cool references in this, uh, this episode. I like it. But the yeah. newspaper headline for the Miss Astor thing, <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. they kind of pulled that one out of their ass, I think. But it works. Um, And March says, oh, I remember that murder. That Miss Astor was very lucky. Okay, before I proceeded with this episode, I was like, you know what? If if you ask me, Mrs. Astor killed everyone. Because we don't know. Like, here's the thing. At this point, all we know is there was a gruesome murder and Miss Astor was safe. Like, that's all we know about this murder. So my first instinct is, I bet she killed everyone. (laughs) All right, well, we'll continue on. We'll, we'll, We'll fill in the story a little bit more. Yes. Um so Hutz tells Marge no one expects her to sell that house but well, you better sell something. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know how long you get to be a, be at a company if you don't sell anything. I mean, you're the one not making money, so I That's I true. mean, I guess yeah, I mean I guess you have to make the company money for you to guess. continue working there. But it's also your livelihood. So if you're not yeah. selling anything, you might just end up quitting cuz you're not good at it. Uh, and to be fair, in Marge's instance, she doesn't necessarily need to sell anything because the Simpsons make enough off of Homer, apparently. But <laughs> yeah. I always found it weird with with uh, realty, like with with Amy, who brought me around all the houses. Yeah, yeah she yeah she'd show us a few like new on the market, like she'd email us and stuff. But me and Shay were basically on the websites like Zillow and oh, like yeah. all the, all the websites looking at our own houses, doing your own research, looking at pictures, and then I would copy and paste all those uh, links, send yeah. them over to Amy and say, hey, what do you think about these ones? And then she'd book the, the walkthroughs yeah. for us. And it's like, okay, I get she's basically there to be the intermediary, but in reality, we walk through the house, we ask her questions, we like it, we don't like it, we buy it. I feel like the realtor is almost there as kind of like your support monkey. <laughs> yeah. Like they're not really, I would say they're doing stuff, but they're not really doing anything to help you buy the house. You're making your own assumptions by asking questions. Correct. Like she's not being like, oh, you should buy this house because of X, Y, and Z. You're just making the decision based on what's in the house, the school district, yeah. and whatnot. So I feel like houses theoretically should just sell themselves if you're looking at the right houses in the right area that you want but, and in the right price point. But also the realtor has like, you know, they know who to go to like, fi- like they have like connections for like financing stuff. And well, no, 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 I'm not saying that I'm just talking about in the whole, like large oh, yeah. can take a person to these houses. The person to be like, I like it. I don't like it. Let's move on. Let's keep looking yeah. at more houses. Well, yeah, they're dependent on you to make their money. It was funny when I was looking at a house. I don't know if you had this problem when you guys were looking at your second house or even your first. I would go on Zillow, you know, type in my price range, type where I wanted the house. And I would like, oh, I like this house, this house, this house. And I would I would text my, my realtor and be like, like, oh, these addresses. And he'd get back to me an hour later. Oh, yeah, those are already sold. <laughs> there are a few. Yes. Yeah, there are a few like that. Or... Or like, it's funny, like the, like Amy would know the realtor that would be selling that house yeah. and she'd be like, no, they're misrepresenting that house or they didn't oh. disclose that on the website. Yeah. So like, so it's like, she definitely did her job. So we didn't go looking at houses that, yeah. Or if like funny, it's, not, it's like, oh, I've already walked that house. That's not a house you'd want to, you'd want to no. purchase. Yeah. Yeah, well, and realtors kind of know, like, because you kind of explain, oh, this is what I'm looking for. So, yep. like, if they look at a house and you're like, oh, I saw this house. I'm like, no, you, that's not what you want. Like, yeah, they're, exactly. they're going to know. Like, because I told my realtor, I'm like, I want a three bedroom, two bathroom house with a basement with a attached garage. That's what I want. Yep. And so that's what we looked at. Some of the houses, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is nice. The first house we looked at, the reason he took me to the first house was because he knew I wasn't gonna want it, but it was kind of like a starting point of what to look at. And it was a house that they were they were selling as is, which was basically whatever's at the house you have to clean up. And I like I looked around, I'm like, this is an okay house, but I'm like, this isn't the house for me. Sure. So um So that was nice. So uh Hutz tells Marge that cubicles are for closers. What's the line? There's a line in, uh, um, the Wolf, what is it? The Wolf of Wall Street? Not the Wolf of Wall Street. Are you talking about, uh, Boiler Room? Yeah, is it Boiler Room? Always be closing? No, there, there's a, no, 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 that's not the line I was saying. There's, there's a line that's like, uh, donuts are for, I don't remember. Sorry, my brain is, anyways. Uh, so, Hutz tells Mars that cubicles are for closers. And anyone who doesn't sell a house their first week gets fired. (laughs) Like, I probably should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah, just a little bit. Really a week? You get a week to sell, like, that, it takes much longer to sell a house than a week, depending on the market. I don't know, but in the town of Springfield, where the population's pretty low. Yeah. I mean, maybe they're the only realty company in Springfield? I don't know. That's kind of a weird thing. Uh, Yeah. And Marge, uh, so now we're back in the house, and Marge is serving uh, the family some food, and she's like, I thought I would do anything for business, but I'm not sure about bending the truth. At least it's like, it's no big deal that you don't have a killer instinct. (laughs) I mean, look, some people have it, some people don't. I, when I worked at Target, the electronics section... Target's not real selling. But, hold on, like, they make you, like, especially electronics... Like they tell you to push, like especially if like you're selling a video game system to sell you know upsell I mean, it's more upselling, yeah, I hated upselling i like I could never do what you do because I don't like pushing people into buying stuff oh see that's that's the difference with my job now, like Best Bu when I was at Best Buy, yeah, it was all that, and it was just trash. My well, I'm not in sales anymore. But when I was selling, it was, what's your budget? What do you want to accomplish in your home theater? Yeah. Here's a quote. Yes or no. The last question is Why is this on here? Can we go a little bit lower on price on this? I'm like, yeah, yep. Like it. It's. It was so like nonchalant. Like I didn't have to sell. Like the only time I'd have to quote unquote sell them on something is that they're like, oh, we don't need that in our quote. I'm like. No, there's a reason I put that in the quote. It does. Yeah. XY and Z. Yeah, that They're makes like, well, sense. Well, it's like, well, we don't need that. I'm like, all right, I'll take it out, but <laughs> <laughs> have have they ever called back I'm like, "Oh yeah, we need that thing." Oh no, we get that quite a bit. Like, yeah. there'll be people that be like, "Oh, you know that thing that you pitched us at? and and the install is over and everything. They're like, "Well, we want to do this." I'm like, "That's why I put that on your original <laughs> quote." Yeah. So, I mean, if it's something like That'll make the system drastically not work, yeah, then I'm like, all right, it's either a yes or no on this sale, and you can move on, yeah, but if it's something that like okay, theoretically you can live without it, yeah. but you're not going to be able to get this functionality, and you can live with that, fine. yeah, yeah, I just i i I also hate dealing with people. I, I don't have Oh, patience. car salesmen, cars, car even though car apparently car salesmen don't work on commission, yes. I, I, my next car, I want to do from Carvana, so I no. don't have to deal with anyone. Like, yeah. seriously, like, the reason why we bought Shay's car, one, because it was a little bit cheaper and we got a loan through her bank, but yeah. I was done leasing. I hated dealing and sitting in a fucking car dealership for hours yeah. on end almost no reason whatsoever and getting pitched the stupidest things where <laughs> this whole carvana thing it's literally like they call it the car vending machine basically yeah you go I know online what carvana is. yeah you pick your car trade in your car they literally come to your house with a uh car bed drop your car off at your house they take your old one that's it you don't have to deal yeah. with anyone you just buy your fucking car and you move on like yeah. that's how i'm buying my next car I mean, yeah, my first uh when I bought my Chevy Cobalt and then my Hyundai, when I bought my when I bought my Cobalt, that wasn't the original car I was going to buy. I was going to buy a Nissan something or another. And we put down the the down deposit, you know, the the deposit for the car to hold the car. And I remember cuz my mo- our mom was helping me and she calls me and she's like, "Oh, they don't have the car." I'm like, "Did you get my money back?" And our mom ma- according to our mother She had to fight tooth and nail to get the deposit back. Really? Yeah, because, because like, well, they didn't have the car. Well, that's the whole point. Like, it's the Jerry Seinfeld episode where he rents a car, and they didn't have the car, and he had, like, put the, you know, the rental down already to hold the car. Like, you give me my money back. And then when I got my Hyundai, I paid cash because I had money left over from when her grandmother passed away. And there was this whole hullabaloo of, like, trying to pay in cash. Like, they were having issues. It's like, bro, here's a fucking check for the car. Take it. Like, honestly, I'm with you. I might do Carvana for my next car. Yep. God. Damn straight. Uh, and so Homer agrees with Lisa and says, even if Marge doesn't su- succeed in the business world, she's still the world's greatest wife and mother. That's kind of nice. Yeah. It's a little backhanded, but it's nice. And Marge takes off her apron. She's like, Is that how you see me? A spineless potato cooking housewife who can't compete in the real world? Homer, Bart, Lisa, and even Maggie nod their heads in agreement. God, yep. even if the man, if the baby is agreeing who doesn't say a goddamn word and probably doesn't understand what's going on agrees, quit. Quit. Yep. And Marge's like, I can compete. I'm going to sell a house. End of story. And so Homer tells the kids that Marge is under a lot of pressure. Let's <laughs> let her clear the table in peace. Nah, that's <laughs> an asshole. And Marge uh Marge Homer picks up Maggie uh and him and the kids leave the room while Marge looks at them pissed. Yeah. She is uh. she is upset. I mean, but they know I mean as a family, you gotta, you gotta trust that your family kinda knows what you're doing too, like I mean, Marge has been a police officer. She did the whole pretzel thing. Like, yeah. they kind of know how she is yeah. in the business world. They're like, yeah, you just don't have it. Yeah. So now we see Marge showing a house to the Flanders. And the first one she shows up is very dilapidated, which <laughs> as Marge and Hutz were going through the book, um, <laughs> it's rustic. <laughs> yes. uh, but Marge calls it a handyman's dream. Um, sure, I mean that makes and, sense. And she pauses, and then she goes, "Because it's so dilapidated."
1: Yeah, yeah, I feel like
0: I feel like that's a that's a house you just demolish and start over. Yep. Uh, and Ned tells Marge that you know nothing is perfect. Uh, he'd hate to waste her time and not buy a house. And so that's that's already that's. I wonder if he's just getting he just wants to move as far away from Homer as possible. Like I don't know. That was the other weird thing. I'm like, so Marge is helping Flanders buy a house. Did she just like, did she ask like, why are you moving? Yeah. Do you not want to be next to us anymore. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just well, a weird, just, I, it's such a weird. Why? Like, okay, you yeah. have to pick someone from Springfield, but why the Flanders? Yeah. And Ma tells Ned to slow down because the homebuyers course, they, uh, says, always look on the inside of a house before buying. <laughs> I don't think you need a bu- homebuyer's course to know that. I think that should just be common goddamn knowledge. Yeah. Like, the only time I've ever bought something without test testing it or looking at it was my Hyundai that I own. Because I have a friend who owns a Hyundai, and I needed a car. He liked the car. He has a Sonata. I have an Elantra, so his car is a little bit bigger. I didn't even test drive my car, and I've had... I've had a few recalls, which are out of my control, and I've had a couple accidents, which were well within my control. But, like, so far, I've owned the car for about seven years, eight years, and so far, I've had no issues with it, you know, with it, like, breaking down or, like, engine troubles, so, like, knock on wood. So, sometimes you can buy stuff, but you get really lucky. Like, I wouldn't buy a house without looking at it first. Yeah. And so the front of the house falls down to show Lenny sitting inside in his underwear, and Marge's like, "There it is." And Lenny's like, "Please don't tell anyone how I live." <laughs> um, oh, is this is this Lenny's house, and Marge is selling it for him, or is he squatting in this house? Like, uh, I, I, I clearly would like, have thought she would have known I, Lenny lived there, right? Like, I, how I, does? But here is my question: How does Lenny not have a nicer house? He's Homer's boss. I know. This, I, good God. Like, i like, I'm like, look at it. I'm like, okay, it's funny. I I I get it. But yeah. there's no context. Is this Lenny's house and she's selling it for Marge? Or is he just squatting in this house? Like I feel like <laughs> almost at this point, it's a squatter situation because he doesn't <laughs> want to spend money. I, I don't know. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. So then Marge takes Flanders to the house that she showed the Hibberts and Maude is like, Man, this house is small. And Marge is like, some people would call it cozy. And Ned agrees. And he's like, oh yeah, this house is sorta of cute. And then Marge tells Ned the house is small. Really, really small. <laughs> and so Ned tells Marge when she put it that when she puts it that way, the house does seem small. And he puts his check away. So uh, Marge, Maud, and Ned walk outside and Marge is like, well, that does it about, that about does it for the houses in this area. And Maud's Maud's like, oh, what about that house? And points to, uh, because it has the for sale sign. And Maud points out the murder house. Yep. And we get like some suspenseful music as it's shown. And Ned's like, that's a dilly. And what about that one? And Marge thinks about how there was a murder there. And doesn't really say anything. And so uh, Maude and Ed take a look at the murder house. And Ed goes, oh my diddly eye, will you look at this place? (gasps) And the price has been slashed repeatedly. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Maude is like, it's sure built solid. The kids could scream bloody murder. No one would hear. (laughs) Ned's like, well, I'm just going to spill my guts. I love it to death. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jesus (laughs) Christ. Oh, that's great. Uh, And so Ned tells Marge he is going to give her the deposit right there. And so Ned starts writing out the check and asks Marge if there is any reason why he shouldn't give her the money. And Marge is like, yeah, is there anything we should know? And, you know, Marge thinks about what Lionel said about the truth. Yep, and Marge also imagines someone getting murdered, and then remember remembers Lionel will fire her if she doesn't sell a house. I mean, I don't know. I don't under. I don't think even if Ned, even if she said Ned told Ned this was a murder house, I feel like he'd yeah. still buy it. I well, feel we'll like find he'd, he'd still buy it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So Ned asks Marge one more time, and Marge looks at Maud and Ned and says, "There's absolutely nothing to say about this house," and it's like that's good enough for me hands over the check, and then we hear Ned scream because he saw the purple drapes. Ah! I've yeah. always wanted purple drapes! Yeah, and and, we and establish- we oh. yeah, we Yeah, we establish in Bard of Darkness that Ned does have a high-pitched scream when he kills yeah. uh, Maude's Azaleas. Yeah. So, yeah. And Lionel rings the bell to that breaks uh, to call attention to the fact that Marge sold a house. Yeah, the little dingy thing broke. Yeah. And uh, some people enthusiastically clapped, like, yay, cool story, bro. And then I was like, she sold the murder house! And like, oh, well, in that case, <laughs> yeah. you did something none of us could do! Yeah. And so uh, Nick says, uh, Marge must have used a whopper to unload that death trap, and Kill asks Marge how she did it. And he's like, what'd you use, Marge, huh? The old uh, buff and bluff? The Hail Murray, the, <laughs> sis, what is that, the Sequenhana Shuffle? Sisquahana Shuffle? I have no idea what that is. I Huh? Don't. Huh? huh? <laughs> and uh, Marza, I didn't use any tricks. It was just salesmanship. Uh-huh. I just <laughs> withheld slight. But could you read the list? I feel like it'd be disclosed in the, the listing. Probably. Um, and Hut says, sure it was salesmanship <laughs> in quotes yeah. and, uh, Marge defender. So it's like, sure. Marge was <laughs> <laughs> it was sort of yeah. And Marge tells the realtors that just because everyone who lived in the murder house was hacked doesn't mean it'll happen to the Flanders. <laughs> so everyone who lived in that house, apparently or it, or did it only have just one owner. So, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be everyone if it only had one owner. Yeah. And the group says, Marge is right. Yeah. who cares? Yeah. Ah, yeah, we don't care if the Flanderses get murdered. Yep. Yeah. And Hut says, no matter what happens, because Marge is the newest closer, Marge gets to wear the Covenant Closing Blazer. And you get a third wall for your cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hutt takes uh, the, the wall from Gil's cubicle. Um, and inside, inside on his desk, we see a bottle of bromo seltzer on his desk. I don't know what that is, no. but it's on his desk. I also like when Hutz takes the, the, the cubicle wall, he shakes off Gil's pictures. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. You won't be needing these anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gil says, iron that wall. It's like, <laughs> don't push your luck, Gil. You're hanging on by a thread. I mean, I guess if it's been 42 years and he's only sold a couple houses, probably yeah. move on. Yeah. And uh, Gil's, uh, Gil uh, hugs the wall and says, I brought this one from home. <laughs> Can't have this one. Yeah. And so, finally, it's been a while, but yeah. we've got back to Homer. It's been a minute. Yeah. And uh, uh, Homer uh, is driving down the road, and uh, we see Snake has set up Acme piano wire, <laughs> and uh, if you guys don't know, Acme is uh, a brand of equipment used by Wiley Coyote to try and stop the Roadrunner in the Looney Tunes cartoons. It's pretty good, and I love yeah. how he like tiptoes behind the tree. Like yeah, yeah. he pull, they they pull the Acme car, the Looney Tunes card, pretty good. Yeah. And uh, Snake says Homer will get decapitated, and the car will roll to a gentle stop. Everybody wins except for Homer. Uh yeah, Homer's not gonna win that fight. No. And so we see Homer, you know, driving standing up, uh, apparently, because the air feels good on his neck. <laughs> Probably not a safe way to drive a convertible, but sure. Nope. And so Homer comes up on Snake's trap when Snake watches on, and at the last second, Homer leads down to pick up a gumball, avoiding the wire <laughs> and being decapitated. And uh <laughs> That's crazy. I love the roadrunner side side of that. And yeah, uh, Snake yeah. asks, "Why does it even bother?" And then we see Kirk driving down the street and with his hand in the air, holding a sandwich, complaining how it wasn't sliced. And Kirk had his like arm sliced, sliced. off by the piano wire. Yeah. So and, like, originally, just... the originally the piano wire was supposed to cut Kirk's sandwich. Until George Meyer suggested that the gag would be funnier if Kirk's arm was sliced <laughs> off instead. Uh, this scene is often edited out of syndication, uh, making the final scene where we see Kirk uh, has his arm in a sling uh, confusing because the viewers never got to see him get injured. So in well, the final sucks. scene, we, in the final scene, we'll see Kirk has his arm in a sling, which is so he had his arm reattached. I I mean. Maybe. I guess you need a... Sl- yeah, I guess you would need a sling for that. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, people, like... Yeah, that would be confusing if, like, he was driving... Why would you cut that out? For time? I, I mean, let's show, like, an animated... Like, I, the only thing I could think of is in... Well, I mean, it's not like he died. I was going to say, like, in, uh, like, Looney Tunes, like, Bugs Bunny, Wile E. Coyote, they never, like, die. They get, like, injured, but they never, like, die? Yes. Or, or for that matter, get things chopped off and stuff. Maybe they felt it was too violent for... Maybe. Syndication? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, Kirk lost his arm. Yeah. Sad. Well, he gets it back, I guess. But... Yeah. Kind of sad. Uh, so now we cut to a You Break It rental van. Those <laughs> uh, names. Yeah. And Homer is impressed. March sold a house and got rid of Flanders <laughs> all at the same time. That was for dinner. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good, March. Got rid of the Flanders yeah. and sold a house. Yeah. And Ned says uh, goodbye to the Simpsons. And he needs to make it quick before he starts crying. And you know Homer sarcastically says, "I might start crying too," and tells Ned if they need any help. It's like, well, since you mentioned it, it's just an expression, Ned. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, and so, how many? I mean, how many times have you ever asked that? Hoping I mean, thinking, oh, they're not going to want my help. <laughs> yeah. Hey, do you mind if I help you with that? Well, you know, since you, asked, it's just an expression. I didn't really <laughs> want to help you. Yeah. So Marge says goodbye to Ned and tells him if the slightest slightest thing goes wrong with the house, she wants Ned to call her right away, or he can beep her. You know what? Why don't you just stay at our house and we'll get a hotel? <laughs> yeah, she's feeling guilty. Yep. Um, and Ned tells uh, Marge she is sweet to offer, but they are so tired and they just want to get to their new house and rest in peace. <laughs> oh my God! God, all so, the wordplay in this episode. Yeah. So Ned and the family drives off and. And then Homer, like, takes a step towards Ned's old house, and he shudders. He's like, oh, the old Flanders place gives me the creeps. They've been <laughs> gone for, like, two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now we see Homer driving Snake's car singing Suzanne Vega's song, Luca, which is about an apartment dweller meeting a shy child who may have been abused by his parents, which is kind of weird because, you know, the running joke of Homer strangling Bart. Yep. Yeah. Um so Homer drives under a bridge and Snake jumps into the car and Homer because I, <laughs> I mean, who won. Yep. And Snake tells Homer to give him his car. Fatty. Homer's like, It's mine. I'm not fat. it's just glandular. <laughs> who is he? Eric Cartman? I'm not fat. I'm just big bone. Exactly. Yep. Uh and so then Snake grabs the wheel and they both, you know, they both try to control the car. So now Marge looks at the deposit check that Ned wrote for the house. She's in her car. And the memo line says, for making our dreams come true. Yep. Okay. Uh, Sure. And Marge is parked outside the Flanders' new house and where she's looking at the check. And she imagines the dove on the check telling Marge that you have to tell Flanders the truth. And like, does like a coup. Yeah. The truth. I can't do it. And so Marge goes and knocks on the door, and the door, you know, is, just opens. Just opens, because it's eerie. And Marge walks in, and she's like, is anyone home? And she walks into a room where Ned, Maude, Rod, and Todd are lying on the floor, which, uh, and they're covered in what looks like blood, because it's yep. red. They're covered in red. And Marge screams, because she thinks they've been murdered. <laughs> I and mean so if they're Ned, all there, who did it? Right? Some some psychop- psychopath. Yep. Um It was Gil. Yeah. And Ned says hi to Marge. <laughs> like Ned like wakes up and says hi to Marge. And he's like, Oh, we must have scared you. No shit. Why do you think she screamed? <laughs> and he explains they were painting Todd's room red. And, you know, it got messy, which, you know, painting can get messy. Yep. And uh they came, you know, they came out of the room to take a break, and they must have dozed off. Yeah, painting is very tiring, man. Oh, it can't be, yep. Yeah, it's it's not great. And then Todd comes up, he's like, Red Room, Red Room, <laughs> which is obviously a shining reference. Well he does to the, red the finger thing. He does the, yeah, he finger, does the thing. finger thing. Yeah. Yep. Red rum. Red rum. Um but he says room. Yep. R- m- 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 mortar? Because it's mortar yeah. in the shining. But <laughs> yeah. it was a stack, I guess. And so uh Marge's like, oh, I'm glad you're okay. I have something to tell you. And then we cut back to Homer and Snake fighting in the car. So we don't get to we don't get to hear what Marge has to tell them. And not so yet. Snake puts not yet. And so Snake puts Homer in a chokehold, uh hoping the snack snaps <laughs> Homer's neck. He's like, <laughs> Let me hear it snap. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh I don't know what would happen to Snake if Homer actually died while driving the car. Uh, go to jail and break out because the, no, the prison. No, I mean Homer's <laughs> physically in the seat. If he snaps uh, his neck, like there's no one to take control of the car at that point. Snake is there. Ah, yeah, maybe. And Homer's able to hit the brakes, causing Snake to flip out of the car and on top of the hood. And then Snake is able to throw Homer out of the car, and Homer's shoe comes flying off. Um, uh, and it kind of like you see it flying, and then lands on the gas pedal. And, uh, causing the car to drive forward. And now Homer and Snake are fighting on the hood of the car, because, you know, that's safe. Yeah. And that was see Homer repeatedly punched Snake in the face, telling Snake that he's going down. <laughs> First of all, okay, how does the shoe stay on the foot pedal, and what the hell is in Homer's shoe to make it heavy enough to push it down? Uh, unless it's those, like, steel-toed boots? I don't know. Yeah. Um... Magic. That's what it does magic. Okay. Simpson's magic. And Homer grabs Snake and puts Snake in a uh, like a headlock. Or sorry, no, he, he doesn't put him in a headlock. Oh, I guess he puts his, puts his head close to the road. And Snake points out he's like, man, this is dangerous. <laughs> well, no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're fighting on the hood of a car. And Homer Homer agrees with him. He's like, yeah, it's this, this pretty bad. And then punches Snake. And <laughs> as Snake and Homer fight. They drive past Wiggum, who is sleeping in his police car. Of course. it's nap time for Wiggum. Yeah. And Wiggum wakes up to the car passing by and calls in a 318, which is code for waking up a police officer. <laughs> and uh, Wiggum's pissed now, so he's going to go chase chase after Homer and Snake. Yep. Instead of falling back. I figured he'd fall back asleep, but no, he's pissed. He, his nap yeah. got woken up. Yeah. And so we cut back to the Flanders, and Marge and Net, Marge, um Ma- told uh, about Ned about the murder house, and Ned gasps. It's like, oh, are we really in the murder house? And Mars' like, yeah. And Maud asks Mars if she means the infamous jealous jockey murders. <laughs> and Mars says, Mm-hmm. So yeah. the this must have been like a horse family, like that like... Re- breeds horses, I guess, and has yeah, jockeys yeah. and whatnot. And Ned gasps and says, Of course. It's like, that's when the murderer dropped the dagger. And then Ned opens the door and says, this is the butler's pantry where Miss Astor concealed herself. <laughs> you know, from being murdered, of course. yeah. And uh, and Ned's like, and right here's where they found the torso heap. In front of our very own fireplace. Jesus. So the murderer cut off all the arms, legs, heads, and <laughs> I guess. Just piled also, up the torsos? Like, I understand people. I don't think love... disaster could have done this. No. Um, I, I know people love like murder documentaries and all this. I feel like Ned's love of this murder <laughs> house uh is a little creepy. Well not only that, but if he knew the details this much, would he have recognized the house? Yeah, yeah, he probably would have. I mean, come on. And uh, Maud tells Ned that they're a part of Springfield history. Yeah. And then uh, Rod pretends to stab Todd. So apparently Rod and Todd know the story as well. Yeah. Which, that seems out of character for them. Yeah. Um, is like, I'm the jealous jockey. And Todd's <laughs> like, I'm a torso. Yeah, it's like Ralph Wiggum. Yeah. Ralph Wiggumism. <laughs> yep. And March, uh tells Ned she's glad he isn't mad, but I lied to them. I won't feel right unless unless she returns the deposit. But at this point, the deposit should mean literally nothing. Yeah, that should be deposited already. (laughs) Well, that and he would have paid either the rest of the house in full or got his mortgage already set up. He would be living in the house. Correct. Without it being sold. Correct. So I, I, why? That just, I mean, I... Mm. Yeah, you're not allowed to move into a house until it's closed. Well, yeah. Like I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it makes literally no sense. And the end of the episode doesn't even make makes way more or less sense. So, um, where was I? Okay, there we go. Ned appreciates the offer, uh, but returns the check because they want to stay. And Ned opens the front door only to see Homer and Snake driving <laughs> towards the house. It's still fighting on the hood of the car. And the car <laughs> crashes into the house, causing the house to partially collapse. Yeah. And then Wiggum drives over a fountain, kind of going up in the air, yeah. and into the house, causing the rest of the house to collapse. Yeah. So, and, yeah, uh, like, only partial part, like, it, like, like crunched a little bit, and then yeah. Wiggum just caused the rest of it. I mean, it could have been fixed, but, uh, yeah. but Wiggum destroyed the rest of it. And Marge uh, and the Flanders apparently are okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they're like huddled in a corner. (laughs) Yeah. And Ned asks Marge if she still has that deposit check. And Marge hands it over and Ned rips it up. Okay, no. 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 He he owns the house. That's now his problem. He better have homeowners insurance because that's his fucking house now. Yeah. I, I, oh, that just, oh, it just irks me. Yeah, and Homer and Wiggum are apparently also okay, <laughs> but uh, he said it's lucky because they landed on bubble wrap. So, all that bubble wrap that uh, the Flanders used to move all their valuables in uh, yep. saved their life. And w- Wiggum is popping it. And yeah, Homer's Homer like, and hey, don't. Yeah, Homer <laughs> It's like, hey, don't hog all the bubble wrap. I know. Popping bubble wrap is great. And then we, we go down to Snake, <laughs> who is badly, badly hurt. He's like, I'm badly hurt. Yeah, nobody cares about you. You're a felon. Um, so yeah, this, okay. Yeah. This part of the episode makes very little sense. Um, because yeah, Ned would own the house. He would go through homeowners insurance. Um, but we see Lionel reading off the list of damages. We get a smashed hot rod, which is not Marge's fault. A wrecked police cruiser, not (laughs) Marge's fault. And a destroyed house, not Marge's fault. Yeah, so Lionel Hutt's reading this list of wrecked items kind of in the manner that he did is in tribute to the lethal weapon movies. Oh when uh the chief is uh telling Mel Gibson all the shit he destroyed around the city. Yeah. Um and so uh Hutz says he's had it with Marge's renegade ways and calls <laughs> yep. her Lucy She didn't do anything. <laughs> no like but but this, whole, is, whole, but this oh. is the whole but this is the whole chief yelling at Mel Gibson in lethal way. Right now. But it doesn't make any sense. Like, <laughs> no, I, but if... I, I like I get the reference, but the reference doesn't make sense. Pick something else. <laughs> like, none of this makes sense. March had nothing... Like, if March hadn't gone there, Homer and Snake would have still crashed in the house. Yep. Most like, likely. Like, nothing makes sense. And uh, March tries to protest, but H- Hutz cuts her off and says, What really fries me is you return the deposit. But... The depo- <laughs> like... They own the house! The house was sold! It was closed! The deposit doesn't matter anymore! I know! Like, it's like this check is her, like, (laughs) clinging to her first sale or something. Like, it makes no sense! And Marge apologizes. She's like, I can't lie to people. And, you know, Hutz laughs. He's like, oh, you're one of a kind, Marge. And nobody deserves this more than you. And he puts a blazer on Marge and says she's fired. But why? She sold the house! it's not her yeah. fault like like there could there could have been a better way of getting her fired and they didn't take the better route yeah um and so the Simpsons now are driving in the pink sedan yeah because Homer's car's they don't now have destroyed. Little Bandit anymore yep and Lisa says she's proud of Marge because Marge refused to compromise her integrity and Bart cuts in and he's like yeah you did the right thing eventually but the house was sold. Yep. She didn't do the right thing. Uh, Marge said it would have been nice to bring home at least one paycheck. You would have. She sold the house. Yep. And Homer says Marge will bring in one paycheck as he drives up to the Springfield unemployment office. Which, okay, this makes sense. She was fired. She gets unemployment. Yes, that's correct. So, in... The Springfield unemployment office. We get Lurley and Lumpkin, yep, Larry needs Burns, it. yep, Larry Burns, Jimbo, the George Meyer-esque writer who got fired for objecting to adding Poochie to the Itchy and Scratchy cartoons. That's, <laughs> That's great. So great. That's great.
1: <laughs> yep. Former
0: President Bush, who we'll get to in a second, and Kirk Van Houten. So he no longer works at the Cracker Factory. That's right. Yep, he got fired. It's and he's in a sling job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and his arm is in a sling because he had his arm reattached. So Marge is given a check for $300 for doing nothing, which is not true because you were fired. and That's how unemployment works. Yeah. She and, just doesn't cause get like, unemployment because she never had. Well, I mean, she had a police. O- so she got like, she, well, I guess she quit being a police officer. So she yeah. won't get unemployment for that. And she, uh, it,
1: the pretzel, the pretzel thing doesn't count.
0: Yeah, because no, that's, a, that's, a, that's a self-made business. Yep. So, but this was an actual job. Yep. That she got fired from. And she's like, I feel like such a crook. And the clerk walks away to reveal uh, former President Bush is there, who tells Marge, not to worry, because it gets easier every week. I don't <laughs> I, think former presidents collect <laughs> unemployment, though. They have I a pension. Did. Well, okay, look, look, look. Okay, question for you. Question. Yeah. It might be a valid, valid point. Okay. So if you get voted out of office because you, you didn't get your second term, are you technically fired? No. Or, whereas if you had no. your two terms, you're not fired because you're only allowed to have two terms. Here's the thing. It's a federal... Ge- well, first of all, because because it's a voting thing and not a employee-employer relationship. Sure. You're not, you don't get, it's, it's an election. There's plus, (laughs) but also if you work in government for, I think it's two. like, if you finish out your term, you get a pension. So he would have had a pension anyways. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I get the joke. He was, you know, he was a one-term president and he got voted out, quote unquote, he was fired from the job. Yeah. Um, I get it. Uh, and then Bush kisses his uh check, and the Simpsons have a big grin on their faces, and the credits roll because they're making yep. fun of Bush. Yep. Um, I enjoyed this episode up until the last two minutes because everything was making sense. <laughs> yeah, it all made sense, and then we get this whole shenanigans. Like, I get it; they needed to fire. Mo- I, I, I just. It just it it, it kind of killed. Like I get it. It's a cartoon. It's not supposed to make sense. But, but the but the Simpsons do slight things that yeah. are are based in reality. Let's yeah. put it and that This one. is not based in reality. And but it uh, it is enjoyable. It's got you know the word play with the murder house and Homer's the the lazy Saturday is not really a Saturday joke. That's great. It's a it's a good episode. Uh, But the end of it downgrades it for me from a five to a four sprinkles. If it wasn't for the end of this episode, it would have been a five.
1: But yeah. the end of the
0: episode is just so nonsensical. I, I can't give it a five. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm definitely with you for sprinkles. Uh. I mean, I love the episode. I think the jokes are great. Yeah. I think yeah. the little bandit Homer buying a car from the police yeah. auction is really funny. It's not an over the top B story, which is really nice. Yeah. We kind of. We kind of made this a Marge-centric episode, which is good. Marge needs her own episode every yes. once in a while. I don't mind her getting a job. I love the, since I was in sales, I kind of love Marge's, you know, selling technique. It kind of mirrors, you know, my my old job and what I see at work, because I see some Simpson references and everything. But overall, yeah, I mean, the end of the episode, Ned owns the house. Like, I don't care that it gets destroyed. I mean, I don't know what Marge could have done to get fired. Maybe not even selling the house. Maybe we could have just been like, I don't know. Houses don't have return policies, I'm assuming. No. Once you buy a house, it's yours no matter what. Um, So I don't know how Marge could have got out of the reality thing. Maybe, maybe, I mean, hear me out. I guess from what I read, the writers wanted Marge to get fired. Like that's kind of their... Their whole yeah. thing. She wanted to. Get, she wanted her to get fired from a job. Yeah. But in reality, <sighs> she could have been. She could have done the. Well, selling's not for me. I had too much guilt from doing this to Ned. Yeah. The house still could have got destroyed because it still had the Homer ending. That's perfectly fine. Flanders moves back yeah. in next door to Homer, and shenanigans can continue. But yes. the fact that they wanted March fired—that was the original intent. You probably could have wrote something better than Ned gives back the deposit check and. That's it. So yeah. I'm going to stick with forum sprinkles. Yeah. So uh, let's finish it off with our character profile and This week we have our first appearance of Gil Gunderson from Gunderson's Nuts. Is that where they got that from? <laughs> no. Because well, isn't Gunderson's... that the, fu- yeah, that the Futurama thing, Gunderson's Nuts? Yeah, that might be Gil. And that Gil's last name is Gunderson. Yeah. Hey, look he 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 got something out of his last name in life. Even though he didn't yes. live to the future, <laughs> his last name lives on. All right. Yeah. His appearance, tired, beaten down, and desperate. <laughs> his past jobs include realtor, shoe salesman, used car salesman, Canyonero salesman, which I can't wait for that episode. Yeah. Doorbell salesman. Another great, good one. Yeah. Uh, Colco computer Cole- salesman. Coleco. Oh, Coleco. Yeah. Okay. And we haven't done that one yet, have we? Because this is Gil's Uh, first appearance, so we haven't done that one yet. Yes. Ah, what haunts him? His chronic inability to close the deal. (laughs) (laughs) How he communicates on the road? A rotary cell phone that's bigger than his head. Uh, Former bosses, Lionel Hutz, Señor Ding Dong, and several other disappointed people. (laughs) His biggest mistakes? Losing the company payroll in Vegas. Believing his uh, his wife when she said things were over with Fred. Embezzling money from his employers. We'll have to see where all these come into play since this is Gil's first appearance. Uh, how he refers to himself in the third person. Come on, Gil needs a little help here. Yeah. All right. So let's finish it off with where you can find us. You can find us on all the podcasting platforms known to man. So go check us out. Uh, anywhere you get your podcasts, if you listen on Spotify, please make sure you follow us there. Uh, if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to follow us and give us a rating and review. Um, you can listen to our podcast on YouTube Music and Amazon as well. Um, if you want to just listen to our episodes through YouTube, uh, we have a YouTube channel, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Threads, The Simpsons Did It Pod, and you can find us on Twitter, Simpsons Did It PC. And if you'd like to leave us some feedback, uh, you can email us, thesimpsonsdiditpod at gmail.com, or give us a phone call, which is our mostly our preferred method, uh, 612-584-0986, and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text message. So until next time, I'm Stephen Skolanski. And I'm Robert Skolanski. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. <laughs>